0: The contents and views expressed by individuals in this podcast are not necessarily those of the companies for which they work. Due to the coronavirus lockdown, the CIM podcast is currently being recorded via web conferencing. We apologise for any issues with the audio.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the CIM podcast and today we are exploring the interesting and to some strange world of digital marketing. And we are joined by an expert in the field, Mr. Dave Chaffee. Dave, how are you today?
0: I'm very well, thanks, Ben. Really looking forward to uh, looking at the topics. I'm not sure about uh, strange, mainstream, I would say these days, but certainly it it can head in some strange directions.
1: You know what? I I use that word strange deliberately and a little bit provocatively because some senior colleagues in the media, like Mark Ritson, Seem to want to have this phrase, this term, this concept of digital marketing completely expunged from the lexicon, almost as if they're questioning its very existence.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I follow uh, what Mark Ritson says carefully on uh, on digital marketing in particular, and I see his position as somewhat extreme and uh, provocative. Uh, and I think many will agree with what what he says. There can be an overemphasis on digital but i see him as a a denier almost like a climate change uh, denier and certainly um, digital is the mainstream as as i've said it's making a a really significant contribution to leads and sales in most organizations today and even more so after the uh, the pandemic so clearly uh, digital is vital to the future of organizations so i would argue that it warrants
1: special attention where does it come from then this sort of conflict or this, this difference in view within the sector about how we treat digital or how we perceive it how we conceive it
0: i yeah i think it's it's an evolution really i am I'm, I'm fortunate to have been involved back in um in digital marketing since the uh, the mid 90s where i actually started um training in 1997 um probably before some of the uh, the listeners were involved but i did the i, I did a course called uh, strategic internet marketing for the the charter institute of marketing and um there of course it was very new and and all organizations wanted to know what the impact would be and today if we go forward to today we we've seen such a huge uh impact and there's been quite a rapid uh, a rapid shift in Um, not only the results there we've talked about, but the the resourcing of uh, digital marketing. And um, I I think that means that there are so many specialist digital roles and specialist digital uh, skills that I think to deny that digital needs, digital channels need separate management, it's just not um, practical. If you look at LinkedIn, many of the roles will be Uh, focused on on digital and even marketing, traditional marketing, product brand manager, campaign manager, more senior marketing leader roles, they will have a a significant digital component and the the digital strategies versus the competitors, they do, they can give competitive advantage. So we do need to look at it in a, a dedicated way, I think.
1: Isn't it not there a risk though that we end up focusing too much on you know those in-depth technical digital skills at the expense of strategy and marketing integration?
0: Yes, that that's um, Mark Ritson's view, and that's uh, that that's absolutely the the case. I think with uh, digital marketing, you can look at it at that tactical view, and um, people, and I think people in organisations as well, they and and perhaps uh, mds or uh, company directors can have a view that digital is oh yeah that's you know that's our facebook or instagram that's our our website but uh, digital marketing is much larger than that and it can have um, a a big strategic uh, impact what's important is that you're not just using digital in a tactical way looking at the channels and how you interact and engage your audiences but you're also looking at how it affects the uh, competitive landscape and the marketplace and of course what we've seen more recently we now talk about digital marketing and we talk about digital transformation Um, now that's maybe not a term Mark Ritson would use so much but if you think about uh, a lot of the organizations who are trying to increase their competition Contribution through digital marketing they have set up dedicated programs to improve the way digital marketing is used to align with strategic goals so that that's why I think um, it, it warrants uh, addressing as a, a strategic
1: tool not just as a tactical tool. We're well, joined today too by a veteran of this show, Mr. James Farmer from CIM itself at Moore Hall. James, it's interesting, isn't it? That obviously, as is often the case, probably the, the answer is somewhere in the middle that, you know, from the sort of extreme Ritson view to the sort of e- e- extreme, let's do digital at the expense of uh, everything else. But nevertheless, there does seem to be, be, be a tension that there is a risk of siloing digital to the detriment of actual total integration in the marketing offer.
2: Yes. um, Hello again. Um, Yeah, I I, I would tend to agree. I mean, I think, I guess my view just quickly on the digital marketing sort of name, um, for me, all things are digital now. You know, digital is at the core of the funnel um, across all touch points. You know, even uh, more traditional channels, TV, radio, everything's digital now. So I think it's as a prefix. I I, I find it a little bit redundant, um, but that's my view on, on the matter. Just to throw another another um, uh, element into there, I, I think there is there is the potential for this sort of um, friction. Um, I guess uh, it, it's it. it, it it's like with any any sort of specialism really. They are required, and and but but, but the best specialists are those who look beyond their specialism at, at others. Um, you know, I, I can't help but think of a sort of a sporting analogy whereby, you know, the best defenders understand the art and the craft of attacking. You know, the best batters understand the art and craft of bowling. It makes you a better batter if you understand uh, and have a broader broader view. And I think. You know, to carry on that analogy, it's really the manager's job to bring together the best specialists to create the winning team. And I think that's where, uh, you know, a real sort of challenge lies. Uh, the recent Impact of Marketing report that we did, where we interviewed 1,200 professionals in July last year, um, 60% of those we spoke to believe that a focus on digital skills can come at the expense of core marketing skills. So I think it is a true, you know, it's a truly felt challenge across the across the industry um, and one which is mo- most sort of keenly felt at, at, at the younger demographic because 71% of respondents believe that younger people were ahead of their older peers in terms of digital skills. Now, you know, we've got this supply and demand situation, I, I believe, um, prevalent in the industry at the moment where... The the need, the demand for digital specialism is very much there, which is then creating that supply. I gave a speech uh, recently at a university where I sort of laid out some of these facts and, and talked to them about their views on entering the industry and there was very much a desire to become a specialist in something very digital and tactical and um, because they know that they've got that sort of foot up already being the sort of the digital natives which i don't really like as a phrase but there we go um it's just a bit of a shortcut isn't it um so i think we're creating almost this sort of a bit of a vicious circle here which i think is is, is something that really needs to be looked at
1: is that fair i mean supply creating its own demand, demand creating its own supply but is it fair do you think dave that james is alluding to there that we are lacking all-rounders people who yes have those technical skills but not at the detriment to understanding the core disciplines of marketing
0: yes i think um i, I like the the analogy there uh, that james had of uh, football and having the uh, the right the right skills and i think going back to what you were saying earlier ben i think uh this this conflict, if you like, between um, do 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 we do we focus on digital or uh, do we actually? It, I think it's been suggested by Mark Ritson and others that we we don't we shouldn't even talk about it. And we're in a a, a post digital world now, which I think James is alluding to. But to me, um, digital is actually too important to be. Just considers a tactical tool. We we have done uh, some re- research at Smart Insight, and we we've asked this question uh, over the last five years or so regularly. And and the question is, well, obviously everyone is doing digital marketing. They're using the tactics we've talked about, but do they have a dedicated plan to use digital to uh, to grow the business, to support the strategy? And I. I are either dedicated in the sense of it's integrated into the marketing plan or it's a dedicated digital transformation plan but what we find is and, and I haven't seen any movement on this that amazingly about half of businesses are doing digital marketing and it's important to their leads and sales and they've got dedicated digital roles but it's not actually um, it's not managed coherently and I think that's Perhaps because some of the senior leaders don't have um, they they don't have the experience in how to do the uh, how to manage the integration of digital in into the organization's activities. and that's why we see all these transformation programs still still happening. Our research shows that many businesses are still looking to kick off transformation programs in the next twelve to eighteen months. I think twenty uh, percent was the figure in our um, most recent survey. So I think we're a long way before we're actually in a post-digital world because organisations are still uh, adjusting to it because it's it's tough to integrate, it's tough to manage, and it, it moves very rapidly.
1: It's, it's interesting, isn't it, James? We've talked about on the show before about the sort of generational split where we see the so-called digital skills concentrated in the millennial and later generations and the the so-called softer and the more strategic skills concentrated in people of our generation the gen x's if you like and, and and that's a very very interesting point that dave's raising is that the problem is that the leadership of marketing agencies marketing departments tends to be overwhelmingly in the gen x age group and therefore because they lack understanding of how digital works there seems to be a, a bit of a dearth of understanding about how to integrate it.
2: Absolutely. I think I'd agree. I think, you know, if, if the pandemic has done anything other than keep us at home twiddling our thumbs, it, it has proliferated the speed of digital interactions. Um, and it's driven, you know, bricks and mortar businesses online. You know, it's created complete customer journeys um, from for wholesalers who have had to go direct to customer. And all this has created data, you know, and it's it's... It's, it's created an absolute wealth of data, which ultimately um, a lot of senior marketers, let alone junior, but a lot of senior marketers don't have a pragmatic view on what to really focus on um, and which strands to pull through to really drive their businesses forward. And, uh, you know, an integration of, of data um, into dashboards and, and, and the reading of those is absolutely key. And I think that's a, uh, you know, data analytics and data analysis uh, again it is a real skill gap felt at all levels i think 61% was the was the figure that agreed with that in our latest impacts of marketing 2 report so in it is a digital world i completely agree with uh, with dave i think what that does is it generates across all touch points data but actually what to focus on what's really going to add value i think that's that's something that everybody can really focus on
1: is the physical structure of marketing teams part of the problem and perhaps part of the solution in that, you know, you end up with a sort of crack uh, digital specialist in small teams operating in, uh, uh, you know, in, in almost in isolation or in silos, where, whereas in fact a better approach would maybe to have a wider team where you've got a mixture of skills. Yes, you've got your hardcore digital skills in there, but you've also got the strategists and the leaders and so on and so forth who can help the, the offer integrate.
0: Yes. I think the, uh, the structural, View is uh, it's it's an interesting one, and I've I'm fortunate that I can look back over the years and seen how this has evolved, and I'm I'm sure many people listening in will have seen this as 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 well. Um, so certainly there was a particular problem of digital silos developing, and it would depend on the size of the company um, how big those silos were. Maybe it was a mid-sized business, and there was just one. Digital marketing specialists working on the website, working alone on 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 their own, and not really integrating with their colleagues. I still see that today. Um, in one of the earlier editions of the book, I had um, I, I think it was uh, it was Thomas Cook back in the day uh, when they were active um, as, as as a brand, and I think they had a a digital team of a hundred plus uh, digital roles, but they maybe weren't so well integrated with the other uh, communications uh, and, and, and brand teams. So I think what what people found is that you did get that siloing, you got that lack of integration, and then there was uh, an evolution to reduce the size of those core digital teams. I did some work with a large uh, international bank back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, and they actually had a global business team where they were looking to run this digital transformation. But their stated goal was to reduce the size of that digital, the central team, and disseminate the skills within the other um, marketing, acquisition, um, and loyalty and, and, and brand teams. And that's definitely the way forward. But I don't think there will ever be a case where there won't be dedicated um, specialists. I, I, I know uh, a couple of years ago, Mark Ritson, he wrote that he was basically saying, digit- we shouldn't use the term at all. So I was just looking at the, uh, the, the co-op bank and they've got roles like chief digital officer, head of digital operations, SEO lead, um, digital content lead. They, they are, they are gonna have those digital specialists too um, with those skills. And those, you're always going to need that core digital team. It's sometimes called a uh, digital marketing centre of excellence, and they'll be following the very latest technological uh, developments, the the, uh, the digital trends. And I think the role of that team is to sort of, is to, uh, as I say, disseminate the skills, to evangelise, and to get adoption um, and and training with other other parts of the the business. I think that's really the way forward and it c- can help the integration as well.
1: James Farmer, I mean you're obviously a CIM man but you're also a professional marketer by trade, by profession, by career, uh, who's worked in, in agencies and so on and so forth. How have you tackled this or how would you tackle this uh, given the challenge that we're, we're obviously facing in terms of integration?
2: I completely agree with Dave. I think you know the, the pace of change in digital channels, particularly, does warrant a, 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 a specific focus. I guess the challenge arises in my mind where you get different sizes of, of teams. So you've got everything from a one-person marketing team. You know, we've got about 20 in our uh, marketing departments at, at, at CIM, and, and you know, you need to flex your approach depending on you know the, the, the scale of the business. Clearly. One thing that we do that that works really well for us at CIM is we have specialists. So, you know, we keep our eye on the latest developments as as and when they happen, so that we can keep on top of them. Um, But equally, we have a sort of a rotational policy. And going back to a sporting analogy here, (laughs) we we have a bit of a rotational policy whereby we very much encourage um, members of the team to 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 move into different roles and to move around to learn new skills to broaden their experience and, and and then the business benefit of that also is the fact that it keeps the thinking fresh um you know i, I sort of it's it's a I'm reminded of that Richard Branson quote which is train train them well enough so that they can leave treat them well enough so they don't want to you know that's very much the sort of a managerial philosophy that i try and employ both at cim and, and you know and in, in the rest of my career but I, I, it's it is it is a question of keeping your eye on um the, the specialities but also uh, making sure that there are the ways of working internally for, for visibility beyond just ppc just seo
1: one thing we come across fairly frequently is this idea of this t-shaped Marketing model. I'm sure the audience today will be familiar with it, but essentially, it is a broad marketing skills across the T, and then those, uh, you know, specific technical, specialized digital skills along the the vertical of uh, of the T. Is that framework useful? Is it still fit for purpose today, or do we need something a little bit more uh, sophisticated?
0: I think it's it's really useful for identifying the uh, the digital skills but for me all, all the versions i've seen of the uh, the T the they're, they're actually too they're too digital um, so 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 we could help the uh, the conversation i just loaded up buffer uh, the social media platform they they've got a good T-shaped framework and that for them the the T is actually content marketing and seo that's like the main pillar which i think is great because content marketing is fundamental to organizations and it's really the fuel that powers the the channels, it supports conversion. So having a a content strategy which aligns with the customer journey, the customer lifecycle, that's so important. I think that aspect of the tea is strong. But if you look at other aspects of their tea, you've got the channels, but they don't really have uh, the overall marketing strategy, brand strategy as part of the T at all, and what we would say at Smart Insights is that those are the fundamental pillars before you you should even um, look at the, uh, the the channels. You need to look at, for example, um, at a practical level, you need to look at brand tone of voice, brand value, brand proposition, positioning, all of these good things that are covered in the CIM uh, tr- training programs. Uh, so I, I think there's probably if if There would be a need for a a new T-shaped marketer. So I see T-shaped as um, really focusing too much on on digital.
1: James Farmer, do you think that's fair? It's a slight uh, change in tack from Dave. That actually this this T-based model that that many hold dear is actually too uh, focused on digital.
2: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think I'd hear that coming from Dave, I must admit, but there we go. Yeah,
0: um, uh, if you'd have read the book, it wouldn't be surprised. The first five sorry. chapters are all about strategy, marketing, strategy, process, segmentation, targeting uh, position. <laughs>
2: um, it, it, I, I promise it is on my, it is on my read list. I promise you, Dave. Um, but I, I think I think the, the, the challenge that, that exists is, um, yes, I think some of the segments that make up the T are questionable. Um, I think the challenge is that often marketers come into the industry bottom up. So they start at the bottom of the T and go up um, rather than almost starting at the top and coming down. Um, you know and, and and I think what we're seeing is um certainly you know those coming out of uni coming into the industry, they are looking for those specialist roles. Um, so that they can climb that ladder, you know, you almost envisage the the vertical stroke of the t as being a ladder that they that they find that easiest rung to get onto. Um, we We did a poll actually in in the lead up to this podcast, we did an insta poll just to sort of get some get some uh, some, some stats. And um, in the next six months, are you more focused on becoming a digital specialist or a generalist? And 268 said digital specialist and 120 just said generalist. Now, wow. you know, <laughs> that's interesting, that, that, isn't it?
0: That's quite yeah. uh, not what you'd expect. I was expecting at
2: least 50-50. you always got to take the research factor into account with these things. But um, we also then asked uh, on a sort of a more employer side, what skills will you be recruiting for in the next six months? Um, and we had 201 for digital specialists and only 70 for generalists. So you know there is that desire to to build that digital specialist um, uh, core, uh, both from a both from a, an individual perspective, but also from a managerial team perspective.
1: I think it's John Baptist says isn't it? Economics: supply creates its own demand. The supply of jobs. Is creating its own demand for jobs. But presumably that is going to have a massive impact down the line on culture is that you've got all of these people going in straight, as you say, to the art, to the to the vertical of the T, which have very, very technical, uh, 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 single minded uh, discipline. And they have to then learn the broader stuff later if they ever do learn it culturally, Dave, it's going to be problematic, isn't it?
0: it is i think from a positive point of view uh if if you're recruiting um people who've done a marketing degree they will focus very much on the fundamentals and interestingly i think uh, universities and colleges are having the same sort of debate we're having here today so do we offer digital specialist modules and courses or do we teach the fundamentals of marketing and to so to large case they are trying to integrate digital across everything um, but then they may actually neglect some aspects like digital strategy and 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 planning Um, so what I'd suggest in terms of the the skills within an organization doing a a, a skills gap analysis of both your um, more senior uh, traditional marketing roles if you like and your digital specialist roles
1: you know it strikes me we we, we do have quite a big challenge for James Farmer you know we, we've got a, a situation where we've still got uh, an argument going on in the industry between the, the Daves of this world and the Mark Ritsons of this world about how we perceive digital how we treat it we've got a situation where supply as we've just said of jobs is creating its own demand so the supply on that that vertical of the T is creating its own demand for that verticality with all of the uh, attendant cultural problems that that seems to be brewing brewing up how optimistic realistically can we be about the near and mid-future uh, with such a gigantic challenge on our plate
2: i think very optimistic if i'm honest with you i think you know one one thing which we we talk a lot about uh, and and we, we're seeing real traction with across our member base is our cpd program so the continuing professional development um you know in the last 18 months so actually just preceding but certainly expedited by the pandemic um you know the number of people that are going through the cpd program on the path to chartered status has gone through the roof you know so i think from a positivity perspective a lot of people are understanding the need for that continual professional development and it's a a message that i I unfortunately dropped on the final year students at university i spoke to a couple of weeks ago was you know i think the last thing they wanted to hear as they're about to sit their finals was, unfortunately, this isn't the end of your learning. You know, if you're going to go into marketing, you need to be constantly learning. If you're not learning, you you know, you're going backwards. So I think what we're seeing through the CPD programme is that real desire and that real um, appetite to, to, to continue that learning. Um, equally, I think what, you know, what the midterm, not even long-term holds is the movement, that, you know, the conveyor belt of time as, as sort of more digital natives come up the ranks and, and, and the echelons into uh, senior management, then I think a more of a digital skill base and, and, and understanding is naturally going to be embedded at that upper end of this industry. So I think we're in a really tricky period at the moment, if I'm honest with you. I think, you know, we, we're in that sort of, we've got one foot on one side and one foot on the other. And I think it won't be long before the digital knowledge skills tide washes over the entire um sort of working population and and the problem should dissipate
1: that's interesting isn't it Dave? that's a very positive message to to finish on that there will be one can reasonably assume a big cohort effect in that the the millennial cohort starts to graduate into that uh, those senior positions those senior leader positions and with it the millennials and the digital natives bring that key digital understanding into the top end the top echelons of uh, marketing departments and
0: marketing agency? Yes, I I think there's reason to be positive. And we've seen, uh, I I know many people who uh, started off uh, with a focus on digital and they had perhaps an e-commerce or digital marketing manager role. And as the importance of those channels to uh, the growth or even survival of the business, as that's increased, they've moved into those uh, chief marketing officer or chief customer officer type uh, type type roles, so there's that sort of bottom up uh, approach. But yeah, I, I think we, we should be positive if 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 the fundamentals are right in the organisation. And we've said you need that data driven approach to acknowledge the importance of digital channels and to make sure you're evaluating them and reporting uh, on them correctly. You've got that. Uh, you've got the strategic planning process in in place that acknowledges digital, um, and and then you you've got the
1: skills as well. James Farmer, Dave Chaffee, thanks very much indeed today. It was fantastic insights from both of you.
0: Yeah, thanks for the questions, Ben. I've in, enjoyed uh, uh, chatting with uh, James as well. I hope there's some value there in 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 terms of people can review. Uh, that's always a starting point, isn't it? Doing a, a review of of where you are now and the use of this channel and how it integrates. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the CIM Marketing Podcast on your platform of choice. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can also join the conversation on Twitter at CIM underscore exchange, where we'll keep you updated about the latest episodes. See you next time. CIM podcast.